0: Hey everybody, welcome to episode 2 of Mildly Attentive. I am your host for today, David, and with me today as always are Joe. Hey. Josie. Hello. Sunny. Hello. And Sink. Yup. Also also known as Sheldon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, guys. Uh so, how are we doing today? All good.
1: Uh, trying to get drunk. I'm chilling, bro. Very tired. <laughs>
2: Yeah, very very tired very stressed
1: yeah why are you stressed honey oh
2: you know typical 20 something year old stressors like school <laughs> work
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i like it yeah
0: um yeah so today is actually uh gonna be a kind of a themed episode today since we're all are kind of gamers uh, we're at, you know, as much as <laughs> that word is stigmatized, you know, I'm a, I'm a bit of a gamer myself.
3: Oh,
1: Jesus Christ. <laughs>
2: we're all gamers here.
0: Gamer life, dude.
1: We live in a society. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, since we all play a lot of video games generally, I think Sunny plays less than everybody, but that's fine. We're going to do have a... to
2: call me out no. in front of everybody <laughs> like this.
0: Yeah, because... I don't know. You're not
1: a gamer.
0: You're not a real gamer. Why
2: are you gatekeeping me? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: anyway, we're we're going to go over a couple of topics today, uh, involve all involving gaming, just so you guys kind of get an idea of uh, how we feel about video games and, uh, you know, all of that like. So, to start off, uh, I think we're going to talk about what are your topics? Three like underground indie video games. Since we're all PC gamers, uh it, it's a lot easier to find indie games on the uh on Steam. And there's a lot of garbage on there and a lot of stuff nobody's ever fucking heard of.
3: There's a lot of so porn too, man.
0: I'd like to know uh what some people recommend if anybody wants to start out. We can you know, we can go through everybody's top three, like right out the gate. I honestly don't know what my top three are yet, so I'm I'm not going first. Fuck you guys.
3: <laughs> no nah, same. I don't know about mine either. I have to fucking my <laughs> shit up. <laughs> yeah. top, top, know, top three. Games. three that's
1: lot
0: okay. the options. We're putting Josie yeah. in the spot. Uh, I'm putting I'm putting Joe in the spot. Fucking you
1: okay. go Joe. Um. Uh, top three. I definitely have to say. Seven Days to Die. Feel that's that pretty underground. Yeah. Not a not a fuck ton of people know about that. What is? Gray that? zombie what? survival sandbox game. Okay, so uh,
0: is it like something like DayZ, or is it multiplayer? Like, what, what's? The
1: uh, it's multiplayer. it's multiplayer. It's not so much like server-based, although you can have that. It's the way I played it has always just been with some close friends. It's got skill trees. It's got like tons of different crafting shits. Like, it's just a solid game, and I've been playing it back since. Fuck. When did it come out? I. It came out 13, I think. So, I'm pretty sure I've been playing it since 2013. Damn. It's been out for a hot minute. Uh, My number two would probably be uh, Gunfire Reborn. It's... I don't Uh, know if it's really underground, but it's a solid fucking game. It's a uh, roguelite... First-person shooter, dungeon crawler. Yeah, so, you're kind of running through dungeons, shooting a bunch of enemies that spawn. It's all procedurally generated. Like you can pick a bunch of different scrolls, which add like passive uh, bonuses to yourself. Like bunch of different weapons, like wide variety. There's a couple different characters, all with different like starting stats, different like builds that work really well with them. Might it's be just.
0: It might be good to mention, since I've also played a lot of Gunfire, um, it is very reminiscent of Borderlands. It's really, really fun. Um, the, the combat like itself, every character has abilities there. Uh, at least the initial characters, I think as they're adding more, they get more unique, but they, they start off feeling a lot like Borderlands characters.
1: I'd say the base game without taking into account like Occult Scrolls and all that. It's very Borderlands-esque, but the builds you can get, is incredible it adds a lot of variety to the game and a lot of replayability mm-hmm. um for my third game probably have to play say scp secret laboratory
4: hell yeah a <laughs> uh,
1: i'm huge into the scp fandom like massive fucking scp follower like love the whole universe or universes depending on which canon you follow
0: do you keep up with, like, modern, like, the new SCP stuff? Because I've heard, um, I, I don't I don't keep up with it like most people do, but SCP, uh, I heard that the newer stuff is kind of cringe. Like, it's not nearly as good as the early shit.
1: Uh, I feel like that's more nostalgia speaking. Because, okay. like, yeah. a bunch of the new shit I've seen, like, it, it's fucking mind-blowing. And, like, a bunch of the newer stories, like... Newer MTF squads, like shit, like that coming out, just really fucking cool. Going
0: but, on a, I guess we'll go on a slight SCP tangent. Can you name a good one? Like, what's a what's a really cool one? Because I'm I'm down to get more into SCP, but like I personally, um, have, I've never really been super into it, and I don't know really where to start. Like, because I don't want to go onto the website and just like the fucking SCP one, SCP two. So, <laughs> For getting into
1: SCP, thousand. I'd definitely recommend the Exploring series. Uh, he's yeah. on YouTube and on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And he's just got a fuck ton of SCPs that he... He doesn't do a verbatim reading of it. If you want a verbatim verbatim reading of the article The Volgun, he's on YouTube. He's pretty pretty decent, but Exploring series kind of talks about it like, give some ideas, doesn't give everything away, kind of, like, has more of a discussion about the SCP than, like, a verbatim reading of the documentation?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I know... I, I, I think some of my earlier exposure with SCP uh, was learning about it in, like, high school. You know, the big ones. Like, I don't know the numbers off the top of my the head. The peanut... Pina- the peanut, yeah, and the yeah. the crocodile that's, like, indestructible. Yeah, the Um Stuff like that. I think the old man that drags you into a pocket dimension or something. Larry, or, yeah. or the guy that, like, the the big, I think, shy guy or whatever. Shy guy. Yeah, shy guy. Yeah. yeah, he, like, if you look at him, it, even, like, a, if you look at his face in, like, a picture or whatever, like, he'll hunt you down and murder the fuck out of you just because yeah. he hates being looked at.
1: No matter where either of you are, he's gonna find you and kill you.
0: Yeah, like, I think the the craziest thing in that story was, like, it, apparently he was, like, two pixels randomly in the background of this one photo, and somebody saw him. it wasn't even looking at him directly, but since he was looking at the camera, and it was literally two pixels, and his face was in it, he hunted that person down and murdered them. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking wild shit, dude. Um... I, I think besides, you know, learning about that stuff in high school, there was a YouTuber named Lumpy Touch who does a lot of like uh he started doing like a lot of like Among Us stuff which it wasn't as I wasn't as into that stuff, but he makes a lot of like creepy pixel art stuff and he had this one uh series called Secure Contain Pixel instead of protect and he did like uh Pixel art renditions of like Mission briefings or like script like like SCP briefings like in a boardroom, and it had really cool pixel art. Uh, I guess we're shouting him out. <laughs>
1: nice, uh, we're shouting out a lot of SCP content creators today. Yeah, it's just a great universe. Like the community is pretty solid. I haven't seen much toxicity within it. Like it's just a bunch of uh, creators getting together, creating a. <sighs> Wiki or uh creepypasta universe essentially. Yeah. The uh, SCP Secret Laboratory. Uh it's it's a real fun game, like it's you can have it's made by like what from, one or two people. Yeah, it's very small development team, like very fan made, but it's um you can have like anywhere from like four to a hundred plus people playing, like just a server. Some people play like the SCPs. So you can play the witch doctor, go around, kill people, turn them into zombies. You can play Peanut. You can play a bunch of different SCPs. Uh, you can be a D-class while the D-boys run around, try to escape. And what are, uh, the,
0: the, D, what are the D-boys, the D-class?
1: Uh, D-class personnel are essentially just the SCP test subjects. So the scientists would throw a D-class personnel into a scp's containment area and figure out what the fuck it does
0: yeah so they're just human test uh or
4: they're human lab rats right basically yeah Yeah.
1: they're usually they're terrible people
4: most of the time Mm -hmm. not always but
0: oh uh also i think worth mentioning is that this is a different game from scp containment breach Mm
4: -hmm. yeah uh
1: this is a widely multiplayer game containment breach is single player
0: yeah Um, anyway, so there's the D-Boys, there's the, uh, you can play as the SCPs.
1: Yep, Uh, there's, uh, MTF and Chaos, those are the two combatant ones, so MTF are on the side of Scientists, which Scientists are another playable. And by combatant, Uh,
0: you mean they have, like, guns and stuff, right?
1: Yeah, they spawn in with weapons, go down, try to kill the SCPs, or try to get their side out, so the Chaos Insurgency is trying to free the D-Class. And the MTF are trying to free the uh scientists. Mm-hmm. So it's real fun. Real um it's just a good time to hop in and fuck around with a bunch of people. It's my top three. Anyone else wanna go?
0: Yeah, um do you I mean Sunny Sync, do you guys know what you have yet? Um, I guess I,
3: mean, sunny, I guess oh, sink, go ahead. No, I guess I'll do mine um pretty quickly. So I think my top three for like my number three, I'd say is Atlas Reactor. It was a like an oh, XCOM. That
0: game.
3: Yeah, you know about it, right? Yeah. It was an Yeah, X- yeah, yeah. The MOBA. No, it's not a MOBA. It's like an XCOM like multiplayer style game. Yeah. And it had like Overwatch abilities and stuff. It was a pretty good game. And they um the company shut it down due to their, you know, incompetence. It was a pretty good game. So that's my number three. Number two would be um Quake Champions. I'm pretty sure everybody knows what Quake is. Just that, it, mm-hmm. yeah, so uh, that game, I feel like the developed they kind of dropped the ball on that one, and it's also the, the community, too, because it's really hard for somebody to get into Quake without getting shit on, by like, the five veterans that are playing it, so it's like, yeah, there's that. And my number one would probably Evolve, like, everybody knows about Evolve, and I feel like oh. there was so much, like, opportunity to, like, improve that game, but, like, 2K fucked it up with microtransactions. Yeah, that's about it.
0: Well, okay, I never played when they redid Evolve. Um, yeah, stage evolve two, yeah. Stage two, that
3: was it. Yeah. It, it was, it, they did a bit better job at it, but like, it was the same thing with the in company incompetence. Like, they didn't really, like, handle it well, and 2K was, like, too lazy to, like, fix it up, so they just, like, you know, shut it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That's unfortunate. It was, I actually played Evolve in the uh, the beta. Yeah. The the open beta. No, it was the closed beta, right before launch, when uh-huh. that game first came out. I. I am so upset because that beta hooked me. I was in love with the game. I played, like, I had it for a weekend, and I think I played it for, like, 20-plus hours in, like, two days. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, after that happened and the game came out, I spent $80 for the, I think it came with, like, the season pass, like, one of the deluxe editions. There were, like, three deluxe editions for that game, which was already a red flag. Shitload of microtransactions when it came out. Um, and when the game dropped, it was no different from the beta. It was exactly the same. They said that they were gonna fix it. They said they were gonna balance it a little better because wraith was ridiculously overpowered, which is one of the three monster types. Mm. Uh, and it actually was really frustrating because in the beta, the only way you could play as wraith, which was, oh, uh, it's an asymmetric shooter like team game where one person plays the monster and four people play the hunters trying to kill the monster. Yeah. And the monster's trying to run away until it levels up. And then it can kill all the hunters, and then whoever kills the other team wins. However, Wraith was ridiculously overpowered, and the only way you could play Wraith in the beta was to pre-order the game. So it led to this super pay-to-win thing that if you wanted to play the best monster, you had to shell out 60 to to
3: $100. Yeah, it's, um, it was ridiculous back then
0: yeah and then when the game came out it was no different from the base game and i actually was really frustrated with that i played it for like 10 hours and never played it again and i bought the 80 dollar pack yeah so i i think to this day i uh whenever i waste like 10 or 15 dollars on some pointless shit like i buy like food at a restaurant but i end up not eating it and wasting it or something um and it's like 15 dollars wasted in food i'm like you know what? I've spent more money on dumb earth shit, and it's always me referring to Evolve.
3: I mean, that's where you get doggy bags, man.
0: Yeah, true. But, you know, sometimes you don't eat your leftovers, right? Like, I I, I, I feel bad not eating my leftovers, but I do sometimes. <laughs> it's a
1: sunken cost fallacy, I believe It's what it's called. You've already spent for it, so, like, it doesn't actually matter. What you do with it? You've already spent. Like you don't need to do anything to justify your purchase, but you feel like you have to.
0: Yeah, that was me with League of Legends. I played League for like an extra year and a half because I was like, "Oh, I spent like two hundred dollars on skins." Yeah. Your
3: account at that point. Yeah, I I sold my account for like hundreds of dollars.
2: Can't you
0: get like in trouble? Like I, I yeah, think that if you sell your yeah, account, yeah, but who's who's gonna, who's, it gonna, who's gonna
3: know? Who's gonna who's gonna know, dude? Are you gonna fucking tell fucking Riot yourself?
2: Well, I, I mean, mean well, the worst thing to do is ban your account, but if you sell it, yeah, who cares? <laughs> you but, you yeah, got the cares, money. <laughs> <you're>, <laughs> fuck them, dude. Who buys it? That's their problem.
0: That's true. That's true. All
2: right, so I guess that sinks
0: top three. Um, yeah. Are you feeling ready, Sunny or Josie, or do you? Should I go next?
2: I can only think of one game that.
0: You can go next, David. Okay, um, so... Uh... God damn it, now that I'm thinking about it. I had I had a couple. Fuck me, dude. Um, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> um, so, I guess... The first big one I'll go with... Um, those of you who are big into boomer shooters, this actually isn't an underground game, but I think the boomer shooter genre... Boomer shooter genre, uh, for those of you who don't know, is uh, first-person shooters that are based off of like the old-school ones, like uh, Doom, Quake, those kinds of games. Um, mm-hmm. Duke Nukem, all those kinds of old, uh, like two D, three D shooters, are, or like the early three D engine shooters. They're called boomer shooters because there was a meme on. I think it started on 4chan. That they were saying the four or the the twenty twenty something or thirty something year old boomer that uh thinks that video games peaked at Doom and it has like (laughs) I don't know I think everybody's seen the boomer like Wojack right like it's the one with the sunglasses and the little couple hairs coming out of his head holding the white monster energy doing the stupid little dance and all those fucking things with it um I guess the term just kind of stuck. Uh, in the shooter community. They call them boomer shooters now. Uh, so hmm. if you say boomer shooter. You're referring to like an old FPS game. Like Doom or something. But uh, some of the new ones are really really good. I'd say my my number three. Uh, I guess not my number three. But the first one of my top three is going to be kind of cheating. I'm going to make it a tie between two games. Because I think they're equally good. Um, they're both called A Evil is the first one and the second one is called Dusk. Both games are boomer shooters um and they're both really 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 well made. So Dusk is I'll start with Dusk. Dusk is like kind of more similar to Quake like the graphics are like uh polygonal 3D models that you know are super old school. They're not like janky and you could tell what you're looking at but they look old. Um the entire game was made in Unity by one fucking guy. Uh and the soundtrack is made by one guy, or one, a different guy. But it's, it's basically two people made the whole game, I think. Uh, initially, at least, the gameplay and everything, all the models, the art, the gameplay, was all made by one dude. Um, and then mm-hmm. he hired uh, Andrew Holschult, which most people know these days as the guy who did the, uh, the, the soundtrack for the DLCs in Doom Eternal. Um, mm, okay. Even though people probably shit on him because it's not... Mick Gordon's music which is legendary but I think he did good uh based on that whole I mean he did what he could to copy Mick Gordon's music like style uh but you know after the Mick Gordon drama which I don't think I want to get into right now if nobody knows what happened just look it up on Reddit there's probably a thread on it somewhere but uh yeah Andrew Hullschult did the music for those games and it's some of his best work I think in both of those games they're really really good soundtracks Um, but Dusk specifically, you play as the main character whose name is Dusk Dude, which is great. Um, so he's, like, a treasure hunter that goes to, like, this backwoods part of, like, like, uh, like the southern United States, I think. Just, just somewhere with, like, this crazy evil cult. Uh, and you go to this hidden town called Dusk, and just shit keeps getting crazier and crazier as you go through Act 1, Act 2, Act 3. Um, part one or act one, whatever you want to call it. It starts off like you're in this town. Um, there's a bunch of like crazy cultists. You you gotta fight through them all. You get to the end of act one. It's really solid, really fun, but nothing crazy happens. And then act two is when it starts getting weird. Like I think my, I think the highlight of act two, which mild spoilers for the game, um, skip, I don't know the next two minutes if you don't want them, if you're interested in playing the game. Uh, but act two there, I mean, if that, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh but in act two there's this part where you go into this hospital and uh i think they called it non-euclidean madness or something like that where basically the uh, entire hospital as you keep going through it the level geometry changes into like layouts that don't make sense like the walls start turning sideways and hallways start twisting like you'll walk out of a room into another room and then when you walk back out into the first room, it's completely different. And, like, the whole room's upside down and shit like that. Like, it just fucks with your head. And it keeps going even weirder and weirder um, until you finish that. And then Act 3 just, like, is a fucking fever dream. And it's just... it it, and it gets progressively scarier, too. The game's very, very spooky. It doesn't matter how much of a power fantasy it tries to compel with all the crazy, badass, like, guns and stuff. It just gets really spooky. Like, there's a couple times, I think there was Act 3, there was a certain enemy that appears for the first time in that act. And I, like, had a guttural reaction. I was like, oh, what the fuck is that? And it's great. It's a really fun time if you're in the single-player shooters. Uh, And then the other game is called A Medieval. Uh, It's a very similar thing. You know, you go through a level, kill enemies, find keys, get through the level, that kind of stuff. Uh, But this one, you're, like, in a magical world with like different magic dimensions and stuff and every world has completely different enemies a completely different theme it's like you're traveling the different dimensions for every act and it's non-linear so you can go through all of the levels except for the last level which you always do last uh the rest of the levels you can go through in pretty much any order you want and uh it has like crazy ass like magic weapons like there's a staff that shoots crystals that explode and do a shitload of damage. There's a there's a saber that shoots lasers. There's a, you know, it's just like a bunch of magic weapons. I think, oh, one of the best ones is the rocket launcher equivalent in the game. It's a staff that shoots planets. And one hmm. of them can be Earth. That's cool. And it's a little Easter egg. If you shoot Earth out of the staff, it, it actually says at the top of the screen, you just blew up the Earth. Oops. I like that. Yeah, it's pretty funny um yeah so that's my number three spot probably um my number two spot i think i'm gonna throw it out to uh this puzzle game called anti-chamber i don't think anyone's talked about this game ever oh, i know about it it's... yeah
3: it's that trippy I, I, um first person shooter battle. oh i i i own that
0: yeah it's really really cool so it's a puzzle game where all of the puzzles are based off of like optical illusions that don't follow like a set logic it, it's like um for example there's a uh there's a hallway that you go down and uh once you get to the end of the hallway there's two doors and one goes up one's a stairway that goes up one's a stairway that goes down if you go into the left one the hallway loops if you go into the right one the hallway loops and it keeps going forever Say so like what the fuck and then eventually you get like, okay, something's up. And then you turn around and you go out the door you just came through. And that's how you solve the puzzle. You walk out that door and, it, and then it's like, yeah, sometimes you just got to, you know, go back the way you came. And it gives you like a little piece of advice, like a life advice for every puzzle that you solve as well. Um, and it's kind of like a Metroidvania on top of that where it's nonlinear and there's a bunch of different routes you can go. You start getting, like, this gun that's able to, like, relocate matter and stuff. I actually never beat it because it's really, it gets really, really obtuse and really hard. Uh, but my best friend, has, uh, my IRL best friend has beaten it, and he uh, he made his mom play it. I made my dad play it one time, and neither of them are gamers, and they both really love the game, too. So it's, it's one of the most interesting puzzle games I think you'll ever play. Um, and then I guess for my last pick... Um, let's see, what's a game I really love that's like my last pick that nobody's ever really played? Oh! You know what? I'm going to shout out Nuclear Throne. I don't think a lot of people, I think it got a lot of attention when it was like newer, but not a lot of people have played it now. Uh, Nuclear Throne is another like roguelite game where, you know, if you die once you have to start the game over. It's just like this arcade shooter that takes place in like the post-apocalypse where you play as mutants and like shoot each other. It's top down, it's 2D, and it's pretty much the antithesis to everything I like about video games these days because it's a pixel art game that's capped at 30 FPS with a really weird resolution that's super small, but the gameplay is so fucking good. It's amazing. It's super arcadey. And when you play it the right way, it loops forever, and you basically just play to get a high score. Um, there's a billion guns. They're all super satisfying. The sound design's great. The soundtrack's amazing. I highly recommend Nuclear Throne. It's easily my top five games of all time, mainstream or not. It's incredible. Huh. Um, yeah, and oh, they also, uh, if you care about modding the game, they have online co-op. For this one mod called Nuclear Throne Together. Uh, And then using Nuclear Throne Together as a springboard. There's another mod called Nuclear Throne Territorial Expanse. Which is like the most high quality mod I've ever played for this game. That uh, is basically an expansion pack. Adds a whole bunch of new weapons, bosses and it all feels natural. The art style syncs perfectly with the originals' gameplay and everything. So it's incredible as well. And it's just a really, really good game. I could probably name another three or four games that are also pretty underground that not a lot of people have played, but I think I'm going to give other people some time to talk because I've done a ton of talking. So uh, <laughs> Josie or Sonny, you guys want to go? I guess Sonny, you only have one game that you want to recommend. Cause
2: So it's the topic is games that you want to give a shout out that people don't usually play. Right.
0: It, it's like underground games. Yeah. Like okay. indie games. Okay. Um,
2: yeah. Okay. Um, I was just going to shout out one game and it's called uh, To the Moon it's an RPG maker game that's narrative driven and uh, pretty much you solve puzzles but I think the main draw is the story Um, I don't really want to spoil it too much but uh, you play as like a a team of two scientists and um, uh, their their gimmick is that they can actually go back into people's memories right and uh, kind of alter people's memories In case like um, you know somebody wants them altered, right? And so that that's Mm -hmm. their job. And then, uh, pretty much you go into this man's memories, and then you just learn about his life. And it's a really touching story. Um, and it's not; it doesn't really take that long, too. I feel like everyone should just try this game out. It's called To the Moon because uh, I think it's only it only took me like three hours to finish it. And yeah, I think it's just like it's it's just a really, um, I mean. Uh, I I feel like if I say anymore, I'm gonna spoil it. But eh, should give it a try. I have to check that one out. I like yeah, yeah.
0: narrative stories. I'm down to play it. I I've heard that that game fucks you up, like it makes you cry. Kind of
4: game. I like those games though.
0: Yeah. No, I mean I've had a couple. I
4: mean, I remember I played Life is Strange, and I made a really bad decision. Oh That, no. that did not go over well in the yeah. story, and I turned the game off and cried. No. And then did not turn the game back on for over a month So <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I didn't want to deal with my consequences. I know
2: exactly which you know choice that you're thinking of, but I didn't have that reaction. I was I was more angry. I, I also chose the choice that had terrible terrible consequences to it and I was more yeah. angry than anything. I, I actually waited the day that that episode dropped. And like I had a text, um, a test next morning, but I played through it all, and I was just, I was just so angry about it. I was like, I can't believe I stayed up before. Yeah, I'm playing that, and I was just like, I just <laughs> I for just that want to sleep. happen, right? Yeah.
4: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, on the topic of life is strange, have you guys been seeing like the newer life is strange games?
4: Which ones?
0: Just, just all of them. Um, I think the newest one, like True Colors. Like, oh my that god, that one looks that is... really good. Really, it's so cute. That's um, the dumbest yes. fucking psychic ability yeah, i yeah. ever seen, Listen, I've seen I don't care life. about the psychic ability. Yeah.
4: It has a really, ability? really cute gay couple in it, and I just I... want to play the game over and over again. <laughs> yeah. What
2: is the psychic ability, though? So the
4: main character... Get this, get this, get this. The main character... His
0: feelings. ...has the power of empathy.
3: Yeah, it's so fucking stupid. Like, oh my god. It's like one of the weakest powers she... in the fucking series. It's so fucking she... stupid.
0: She's able to see... What people are feeling, yeah, that's her power.
3: Yeah, she's she's basically useless. I, compared I like to, uh, it. See it. Put it on on protagonists.
0: So if somebody is sad, she can tell they're sad. Yeah, <laughs> listen. I like. I will.
4: It. <laughs>
3: I I will say about the. I will defend the game about the games like the developers they really put um emphasis on like the gra- graphical updates and like you know animations like it looks really good at your, every game I like that a lot.
2: Did they? I mean, I only played the first installment of the series, and um, there were there were some gripes they had with the writing, just because like I, they wanted to make it like teenagers, but I felt like they they leaned too hard into the slang. I think at some points, that's like a gripe I had. But you know, I don't really like to use the word cringy, but it did seem it's a little yeah, cringy at points. It's like just... there was like a time where it was like the climax of the game and the main character said are you cereal instead oh, no. of are you serious
4: no yeah and... i remember that
2: <laughs> i just
4: that threw me off I it like took a... me out of the immersion
2: same i was just like i just paused the game during the climax cuz i needed to cringe a little bit
4: <laughs> bro are you cereal
2: yeah and... yeah <laughs> They, they wanted to make her, like, a young teenager who, like, is kind of awkward, but I was just like, this is not appropriate. This is, so, <laughs> this is killing my immersion into the seriousness of this moment.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. they still do it with the current game. It's just, I don't know, the dialogue is fine fucking... Oh, they didn't
2: fix it. No, yeah,
3: it's, it's still the same stale fucking forced dialogue. I- Gonna be... Yeah.
0: A hundred percent real. I haven't played any of those games because I don't have the most interest in playing them. Well, they just don't seem my like. I I usually get really bored in narrative driven like games. I think the only one I played
4: was Heavy Rain back in the day. Heavy Rain was really good. Heavy Rain was good once. Same with like uh, did you play Detroit Become Human? No, I never played. I heard oh, that's I the best. That game. was such, that was such a good game.
0: Yeah, I heard easily like. Detroit Become Human is easily the best David, bleh, David Cage game, yeah. uh, but I feel like I generally don't like those like narrative games that are basically watching a movie that you occasionally make a decision. I, I guess the choose-your-own-adventure book style of game. I'm not I the biggest read fan I mean, of the- so
4: many choose-your-own-adventure books growing up. It is I love those that whole everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, you you can like them if you want. They're just not my thing personally. Yeah. yeah.
3: No, nah, yeah. I, I fucking like love the interactive movie, especially from Telltale. Like everybody will talk about um The Walking Dead, but I think the best series they have is the the Batman series and the Tales from Borderlands.
0: I played the first fifteen minutes, maybe hour of Tales from the Borderlands, but that shit I it, got bored. You kidding me, bro? It.
3: It's honestly probably one of the best shit in like the Borderlands series. It's so good. I also
4: only spent like an hour playing that.
3: It's so good. I
2: played all of I played all of the Walking Dead ones.
4: Um, it, I haven't it, played those yet. Yeah,
3: they're good, yeah, but I like I the first know. one the most. Yeah, because yeah. the I think the you know it kind of falls off after like the 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 third season, but it's still they all still pretty good. Yeah. But like it's like you know, it's only good in the well, beginning. The didn't they
0: never really finish it because Telltale went under anyway? No, they. they no, the they.
3: No, they finished time? it. No, because Skybound Games they they bought out the studio and then they basically like funded the last the uh, episodes.
4: Oh, I didn't know about that. That's cool. Yeah, basically. I do remember reading that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I remember reading about how like the Naughty Dog employees, um, they were let go and they weren't given any severance for that, you know, for their time working there, and it's just so awful. But I'm glad that um you know Wait, did you say Naughty Dog? I'm sorry. What was what, the other? Telltale. Telltale. Oh sorry. Uh, Whoops. Sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> I, was, I was like uh, wrong one.
0: <laughs> oh, this is alleged, by the way, right? Unless it's is it confirmed or is this alleged?
2: For legal sake, we can say alleged.
0: Yeah, that works. <laughs> I'm not about to get sued by a company that went under.
3: <laughs> but yeah. Uh...
2: I, guess I, I I'd mean, be up next. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I can only think of one game because I think for the most part, most of the games I play are pretty mainstream. Unfortunately.
0: Well, you want to shout out I any, any of the mainstream know. games it's you different. like at least. I mean, you could do two more if you want.
2: Uh no, I'm okay.
4: Okay. All right. Josie, you're up. Um. So my like, I, like you, David, my uh number three slot kind of has two different ones in it. That's fair uh so i guess one of those would be sticks master of shadows i don't know if any of you guys yeah the stealth stealth game right i I, I was was yeah yeah i I don't remember how i don't remember what year it came out but
0: uh, did you ever play the sequel to that one i think it's i played
4: the sequel wasn't as great okay uh i definitely enjoyed the first one more uh yeah i i like stealthy games where you get to sneak around and do things like that so i had a lot of fun with that um really enjoyed myself and it was multiplayer. I think it was multiplayer. I don't, I don't think it was. Maybe it was just the second one that was multiplayer. I don't remember. Um, and then another one, which is probably like <clears throat> one of my top games of all time, uh, for me anyways, is Remnant from the Ashes. Oh yeah, for oh, sure, yeah. He's I'm good. playing that right now, yeah. actually. That shit is one of my favorite shooters. <laughs> yeah, it is probably one of my all-time favorite games. Uh, Really easy just to kind of do in the background of things, and... It's Souls-like in a way, but you got ranged, which I like because I don't yeah, like yeah. melee yeah, same, bro. games same, all that
3: much. It's one of the reasons why I hate Dark Souls. I, like, I, exactly I, I want, why I, want, I hate I like, Dark Souls. I like guns. Fuck that sword shit.
4: Exactly. I'd <laughs> rather how- shoot them with a Chicago typewriter.
3: Yeah.
0: You know how people say... Uh, Bloodborne is Dark Souls with guns. Nah, that, that's that's a fucking bullshit. It's mostly melee weapons. Bro. Fucking Remnant is Dark Souls with guns. Bro, yes, but
4: Remnant is Dark Souls. Bloodborne has a and It's got a though, great right? story, a lot of good lore, and good DLC. No, but no, most of the DLC are good.
0: Remnant does. I'm sorry, not Remnant. Uh, uh, Bloodborne does have a lot of guns, but it's not like a shooter. The guns are <laughs> auto lock on, and they're basically only there for countering enemies. I mean, there's a couple that you could use for range damage, and range damage is a thing. But it's still like the lock-on system of the Dark Souls games, where you can't. I don't think you can aim any of the guns in Bloodborne. Like you can aim the bows in Dark Souls, but you can't aim the guns in Bloodborne. And Remnant is just full on a shooter. Like you can. Yeah,
4: third person, but yeah, yeah, it's it's over the
0: shoulder. It's a third-person shooter. It's over the shoulder, so you have your melee, and it does have melee weapons, but.
4: That's mm-hmm. not the focus. And you can use them, too. And they you can make it viable. But uh, yeah, like you said, in Bloodborne, the ranged weapons are more of like a thing you do as a certain move in the middle of your melee stuff or a counter or such.
0: Yeah. I think generally people in Bloodborne use like the blunderbuss or the pistol just for counter baiting and occasionally damaging enemies if you're too afraid to go in or if you're really low and out of healing items or something. Otherwise, most yeah. of the time you're just doing melee.
4: Yeah, that's, uh, that's my number three slot. Um, oh, My number two slot is a game that probably none of you guys have ever played, but it's called Worlds Adrift. Yeah. Oh, never. Yeah, heard of that so game. The, the game, it doesn't exist anymore. They had yeah. to take all the servers offline. But it, when they were online, it was one of my favorite all-time games to play. It was basically like you... It was, it was very simple graphics and all this, but it was like tons of islands in the sky and of course if you fell off the island then you would die there's no ground basically below you but you would like gather re like research almost uh like research points by exploring different things and you could scan objects like ancient structures and things like that and you would get this knowledge to then build like parts of a airship and then once you built an airship, you could go to more islands and find better stuff to upgrade your airship. And then eventually you could, like, go through storm walls into other areas and things like that. It was a lot, wall? a lot of fun. You had, like, a grappling hook you could swing around on. I really enjoyed the game. But sadly, uh, the servers got taken offline.
0: What's a, What was a storm wall? I never heard of that. Storm
4: walls were, like... Basically, like they pinned in this huge group of islands, and if you wanted to go find more islands, you had to build a ship that could have enough speed and was dense enough or like protected enough to basically make it through the storm wall and into the next like zone of better islands. And it was multiplayer or single player. So um, is it like a... though the single player basically just put you in a part of the server that wasn't. Didn't really allow other people, but you couldn't really leave that area. Oh, so it's like, um, a,
0: like a like a private server that only you're on. Yeah, almost.
4: But uh, that's inefficient. You, also, the there was the workshop where basically people could design new islands and then upload them, and they would appear on the main on the main server. They would that be workshop's
1: there. still on Steam.
4: Yep, it's still on Steam. I still have it. Uh, I Wait. still look at some of the things that people have made, but there's no way to play it anymore.
3: Yep.
0: Um, it's wait, very sad. Didn't you say you had a tie?
4: Or is, it, is your number one a tie? That was... Num- number three was a tie. Oh, okay. Between sticks, Master Shadows, and Remnant from the Ashes.
0: Oh, 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 oh okay. I, I was yeah, yeah. confused. Sorry.
4: No, no, no problem. And then what's the yeah. last one? My oh. number one of all time is probably a game called... The Beginner's Guide. Oh my god, I love that
0: game. Well, you've played it? I yes. thought nobody
4: had ever heard of that game.
0: Dude, at the... Oh my god, the ending. I, I can't even, like, no spoilers allowed. It's yeah. another one of those games. Okay, so, you, you go on, you go on. It's your... It's, your it, choice.
4: it's It's a really, really simple game. Made by the same guy who made the Stanley Parable. Uh, which is another great game, by the way. Um, but, yeah, it, it's like very narrative there's not really a whole lot of uh it's a walking simulator. Yeah, exactly. You just pretty much walk through a story that the narrator tells you and it is so good. One of the best like yeah, w- one of the best games I've ever played. It was just really 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 good. Um
0: I forgot that game existed. Had a I'm great so glad you message
4: and then uh you-, you finish it and like basically under two under two hours it was just under two hours for me oh, okay. um but yeah I'm like that game was amazing
0: yeah i i fucking
4: love you, that you can't really talk a whole lot about it without spoiling it because it's just one story but it's like a story of a guy's life slash struggles and
0: so i think the way the game is pitched um this isn't spoilers I guess I guess is the best way to describe it it's a it's it is a walking simulator that the narrator is guiding you through a bunch of different like I guess micro games is what
4: you'd call them
0: that they're mm-hmm. they most of them are incomplete games that aren't finished
4: and that he had keeps... designed at one point
0: no it, it's his friend had designed at one point
4: Oh yeah his friend
0: yeah so he's like yeah so I found my friend's hard drive of games. And I wanted to share them with you, and he just takes you through all of these different games. He, I think the the trailer, it's on Steam. If you want to watch the trailer for, again, it's called the
4: Beginner's oh, Guide. Yeah, it did take you three and a half hours to beat it. Yeah, no, it, it took it, me 104 minutes.
0: I actually had my friend play through it, so it took me uh, okay. an hour and a half to beat it. I think. Yeah, uh, it's that's very about the play short. Time. Uh, I think it's like $15 so it, it could fall into that category that a lot of people are like why would I want to spend $15 for an hour and a half which is a yeah. completely fair point I think it's absolutely it's 10 bucks. A, a oh is it 10 mm-hmm. bucks yep okay I think it's an absolutely incredible game though overall
2: I mean that's cheaper <clears throat> than a movie ticket
4: true yeah pretty much most, area, most movie. places
0: yeah, and yeah. I think the pitch on the trailer is the uh the narrator talks to you. I think his name's Davey or David or something like that. Uh, yeah. and he's like, "Hey, what would you do if you got onto a random person's computer and saw a bunch of files for games that are not complete. It's just a bunch of random video games. So you open one, you open another." You start forming an idea of who this person is, and you try to figure out who this person is and what's going on in their head based on all of these weird, obscure, micro, unfinished games. Uh, All of them are like first person and in 3D, and there's a whole lot of
4: it's just a whole lot of stuff to explore. It's It's a ton of fun. Like in... The game was one of the best written, written games I've ever played. Yeah, it, it definitely is one of those games that sticks in your head after you play it. Holy crap. I haven't played it since 2016, but I had a ton of fun when I played it.
0: I uh, My most recent play time is 2019, but that's because I made my best friend play through it on my computer. Yeah. And he played the whole thing in one sitting. Well,
4: that's what I did too. Yeah, it's it's one of those games I think it's better if you do that. I think I disconnected from a Discord call I was in because I wanted to focus solely on the game once it started getting, like, really deep. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh,
0: yeah. Any, That's any, my number one. Does anybody have any honorable mentions? I could think of a few. I've got,
1: uh, since, like, since I did my shit, I, I've got, like, seven more games now. I, it's I, it's I have at
0: least, like, three more. We could, we could I do I could this talk again about sometime. other random ones. Yeah.
4: yeah.
1: uh Uh, i just i want to shout out at least one it'd definitely be my number one if i redid this it's a salt and sanctuary it's a 2d kind of platforming uh souls like game it's it's really fun Metroidvania too right huh
0: it's like a metroidvania too right uh kind of yeah i would say would you say it would be good if you're a fan of hollow knight
1: uh it feels more souls like than hollow Knight. okay but it's real fun uh you can do two-player couch co-op or a single player they're coming out with a sequel uh salt and sacrifice soon but great fucking game i played through the entire thing with my brother and just really fucking enjoyed it the whole time
0: awesome I have one more honorable mention too, because I found another one in my library I forgot about. Uh, it's called "Do Not Feed the Monkeys," which is a very weird title. Uh, so, I think I've heard yeah, of that. Uh, it I've like...
1: seen it definitely. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's basically—it's uh, it's so kind of like unique. Paper, please, right? It's—it's. It's, I would say if you have played Papers, Please, it's probably the closest thing to it. That it's got like a sort of sim life management aspect to it. But the primary goal of the game is that you are subscribed to this like super exclusive club that lets you get access to like CCTV cameras of like they're in people's houses or businesses and stuff like that. And the game lets you watch these people as they do whatever their daily lives are, and you get to like write down notes. You get to kind of just examine what they do. Uh, every playthrough is different too because there's like I think. I think there's like 20 or 30 different scenarios, somewhere around there. And you unlock, I think, up to like 15 or 16 of them in one playthrough. And it's completely random which ones you get. Uh, they're the same every playthrough, unfortunately. So it, uh, I think there's maybe slight variety, but I can't remember on a uh, scenario-to-scenario basis. But the replayability comes from you know unlocking the new ones that you haven't seen before on repeat playthroughs and doing a better job. But basically, what you do is you're watching these scenarios unfold. I think one of the more memorable ones I can think of off the top of my head is you're in the attic of this one random person, right? It it starts off as just being an empty attic, and the game has like time management elements that every as the as the days go on, different events happen, and it's one of those things you have to catch the right event at the right time. Um, I can't think of another game there are other games with that kind of element but i can't think of an example off the top of my head where like all the npcs all of the scenarios have the same events that play out at certain times every day uh and if you miss it you miss it because sometimes you have to go to work sometimes you or sometimes you have to do like odd jobs and you don't actually do the odd jobs but it eats up time Mm -hmm. um and once you get back it's been like four hours later or whatever but you need money because you need to buy food, you need to pay your landlord, uh, and things like that. Um, regardless though, the so I'm going to go to the specific scenario of this attic. So you're watching this attic, and most of the time nobody's in it. It's a completely empty attic. Uh, but then eventually, you're going to find this one person, come up into the attic, prop up a camera in the window, and start mumbling to themselves about like, like creepy things like, oh yeah, take your clothes off and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, is this person like peeping on another person? And the longer you see, like you start uh, picking up context clues from things that they say. And you everything's subtitled. There's no voice acting. Uh, but when you read certain subtitles and you catch it, you can click on the subtitle and you write it down in your notebook. It's specific things. Uh, sometimes it's a little rigid. That's my only critique is that sometimes you know what to do, but you have to wait for the game to let you do it. Uh, Mm -hmm. however, once you get that key term, or once you get the key phrase that the game gives to you, you can go into like your web browser because you're on a computer. You go into your web browser, you look it up and you find out like, Hey, he's actually stalking a celebrity or like a child celebrity. I guess it would be like this universe's version of Britney Spears. So he's actually like stalking Britney Spears and he's a paparazzi trying to take nudes of Britney Spears, uh, to try to blackmail her or, or, or whatever. And eventually you find out, based on watching this guy over and over and over as he does the same shit and takes pictures of the celebrity, eventually you find out who this person is. And you can, uh, you can actually find their cell phone number eventually, and you can call his phone and do, like, multiple different things. Like, either, hey, I'm going to call the cops if you don't stop that, or, hey, I'm going to blackmail you and you have to pay me, or I'm going to report you to the police, and just a whole bunch of different shit. And if you do it wrong, they'll just bail and that's the end of the scenario for that playthrough. If you do it right, you'll actually like it, it'll, the story will break. And I think it'll come out that that uh, actress was being stalked on and stuff. Like your, your choices have very real consequences in that world. And it's really, really cool. Uh, and nobody's played this game. It's so cool. And it, when it goes on sale, it's like $2. I think normally it's like, I think $8, $10. Let me check really quick uh oh it's on sale right now as of recording um and it is seven dollars in the right now it's uh september 19th depending on when this goes up it probably no, it the sales ending in 12 hours it's our fans aren't seeing this but you know it's only seven dollars right now if you were to buy it right now so it's really really cheap and it's a pretty good afternoon worth of gameplay i think my steam library has uh 17 hours but i think nine of those where i accidentally left the game open so i got about 10 hours out of it um, eight to ten hours. So you know, for six, seven bucks, that's not too bad.
2: Yeah, yeah. I-, I enjoyed Papers, Please, so I'll probably like this game.
0: Yeah, it's really, really cool. You could probably just play it on my computer if you're not sure, though.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I actually, I thought of one more game. Um, it's a really short game. It's called uh, What Remains of Edith Finch. If anyone's played that game, yeah, before, well, oh, I've, I've
4: heard of, of that. that one.
2: Oh, okay, yeah, it it's like a narrative driven game. I think it's more of like a walking simulator too but it's pretty cool it's about a a girl and she goes back to her family house and um i think it, it's established all of her family members are dead uh but you kind of don't know what happens to them and so you go into each of their rooms and it's a it's a pretty cool sequence of you get to know about each of the family members lives when you go into the rooms because it it opens up like a new gameplay sequence for them and then you learn about their history and their story and everything um, but it's a really short game. It's only two and a half hours long, but it did win like i I just looked it up right now. And it won some awards it won like the best narrative category at the game developers Choice awards in twenty eighteen and the game awards in twenty seventeen That's cool
4: you yeah. Yeah, ever
0: anybody that, else yeah. got any honorable mentions?
4: uh I have one. um I don't know if you guys have ever played a game called Party hard yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah, so, I mean, like, it, the game's pretty simple. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. top-down, basically, you play as a serial killer Um who, one night, basically, his neighbors were having a party. He couldn't sleep, and so he just decided to make them all be quiet. And <laughs> that started, basically, like, the beginning of his killing sprees and it basically you play as this guy who goes from party to party across the country and your goal is to kill everyone at the party and accomplish certain goals do- while you do it uh without basically being killed or taken by the police um there's lots of different ways you can do it's it really stealthy or you can do it very loud and things like that um but it's like I, I don't know. I, I've sunk a lot of hours into it, and then like your, like uh, actions end up spawning like copycats and other things like that. And there's like a whole narrative in between each episode, basically that you do. And it, it, I don't know. It was really interesting. I haven't I haven't beat it yet, but yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. It sounds it sounds cool. Uh,
0: I I definitely remember seeing it when it came out. It got some attention, but I think it's kind of fallen off pretty quickly and. I don't see people yeah. talking about it anymore, but it I it heard it's really ago. good.
3: No, nah, yeah, I think I bought it, but I think I refunded it for some reason. Maybe it was because it was an early access and it had nothing to offer back then. But yeah, I think I refunded it.
4: That's too bad. Well. It, it's good.
0: Well guys, we're um we're not there yet, but we're approaching an hour. Uh really? and I'm yeah, we <laughs> oh, haven't wow. even reached our second topic. We we kind of just talked about some indie games for an hour. Hey listen, uh, indie
4: games are a lot of fun.
0: No, yeah, they're sure. good. I fucking I, I mostly play indie games to be honest. Um, outside of
4: the occasional hype game. Like me and Joe have just been playing a shit. I think of the ones I like, get most enjoyable experience have all been indie games. But I really do enjoy a lot of mainstream games too.
0: I just feel like a lot of mainstream games are on console these days. And console yeah, exclusives. And I just can't be fucked to go play my PS4. like that's a hell of first world problem but it's my ps4 has basically become my household netflix
3: machine hey hey you might as well give it to me because i want to play spider-man man
4: man. (laughs) spider i i bought a ps4 a long time ago just to play the spider-man game and then uh when i moved my hard drive got damaged and permanently corrupted anything you put on the ps4 God, damn how does that happen I I did play the Spider-Man game once, and then it was, like, several months later, basically. I moved. I don't know how it got damaged, but basically the whole, like, the operating system would get corrupted itself, and so it would, like, lose saves, the the things would glitch out, and then, like, I would completely factory reset it, like, re-download, like, basically wipe the hard drive and put the PS installation back on it, and the same thing would happen again. So it was the hardware itself that was wrong.
0: oh even with like a brand new hard drive
4: uh i, I didn't get the hard a uh, new hard drive put in i just ended up giving it away to my brother i think
0: oh i think you can replace those hard drives and those things with like a
4: computer hard drive if you buy one or an SSE. i believe it but my brother enjoys taking things apart and fixing them so he can have it <laughs> yeah that's fair <laughs> you plan on selling your shit bomber
0: no, I i mean, my dad uses it more than I do. I, I think I would probably use it more if it was in my room, but it's not in my room. It's downstairs, so it's a... and I, I, I've i yet to buy my dad a Fire Stick or a Hulu, <laughs> or not Hulu, Uh, like a Google, fuck, what's it called? The Google Home thing.
3: Yeah, I know what you're talking about, dude. Yeah, uh, or a Fire Stick or a Roku or any of those. But oh, why I get to buy my dad that? You don't need that. You have Netflix. Just put that shit on the fucking TV.
0: Well, no. What I'm saying is, so I could have my PlayStation in my room.
3: Yeah, I'm saying that you could give him the Netflix and the, and get your fucking PS4 in upstairs.
4: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, if, it's like s- if it's not a if it's not a smart TV, then it's not going to have all those apps built into it. That's, yeah, I think. Uh,
0: I mean, it is a smart TV, but it's weird. It, it the. Netflix app on the TV is way lower quality than the Netflix app on my PlayStation like it, it's it's that's noticeably weird. less sharp I don't understand why <laughs> it's like a 720p resolution versus the mm. 1080p on the PlayStation and I can't figure out why because it's built into the TV
4: so weird.
0: what
2: <laughs> Netflix, yeah That's are listening get your shit together. <laughs> Unless it's,
4: yeah, uh, also, Vizio. Netflix, whenever I watch your stuff on mobile, the last two and a half minutes at the exact two and a half minute mark get blacked out on whatever I'm watching. What? Yeah, The whatever show I'm watching, whatever move I'm watching, the last two and a half minutes of whatever is playing on Netflix will just become a black screen with sound mm. only on mobile devices. That's so and I've tried strange. it on multiple
3: there's some That's so strange It's some fucking Customer service podcast now <laughs> Right
0: Amazon Or not Amazon Netflix Get your shit together Amazon You're fine Honestly I mean
4: Yeah Unless I'm you want to sponsor
1: us Netflix and You're fucking excellent Oh
4: I love <laughs> Netflix I, I'm watching a lot um, I use a lot of I've uh, spent a lot
1: of time On there The last couple
4: weeks
0: Uh, Anyway though We're at 58 minutes Uh, On my timer so do we want to go on to our second topic and make this a longer episode? I'm down with that if you guys are. Or we, we can just call hold it the hit.
1: second topic for later.
4: Yeah, save it later yeah. hold the second topic for next time.
0: All right, guys. Well, in that case, uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Mildly Attentive. I know definitely I talked a lot this episode, so I'm sorry about that. No, you had you the most knowledge. Man. <laughs>
3: yeah, no, you're just really passionate about your $2 games.
0: Oh my god. Hey, listen, I
3: love my $2 games. I could talk about (laughs) video games all fucking day,
0: dude. Like, I am... I'm in love with video games. They're They're the only thing that my ADHD-ridden brain has not lost interest in in the long
4: term. Yeah, but you do jump from game to game.
0: (laughs) That's true, but, I mean, just the act of playing games, like, I'll... I'll... I could jump from anime to anime, but I still like won't watch anime for, like, six to eight months, and shit like that, right? So... Games are the only thing that's kept me pretty consistently interested. I think I had a period uh, of time when I started dating that I stopped playing games for a while because I was more interested in other things.
3: Uh, yeah, we know. Hey. <coughs> hey.
2: <laughs> um, anyway. You're like basically a crazy person when you start dating. Yeah, it's true. You are. Anyway, besides
0: that, though, I, I stopped. Um, regardless, though, again... I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode. Uh, We're still figuring things out. I think we had a couple of hiccups in the last episode. Probably a couple sound hiccups in this episode. We're figuring it out. Uh, Regardless, though, please give us a follow on Twitter, on Instagram. And, hey, why not? Give us a follow or give us a sub on YouTube if you want. Uh, We're not going to upload there for a little while. But, you know, it it wouldn't hurt anything. Uh, And check us out on Spotify, on iTunes, or on Apple Podcasts. If you Mm -hmm. want to give us a review on there, please give us five stars if you loved us. And we might start reading some five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts eventually. Who knows? Uh, Regardless, thank you so much for watching. And I guess we will catch you next episode. Bye, guys.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: Kisses.